Hello there. This is Michael Govier of the First Day Pod. You are tuning in to the latest edition of our show, but this will be all you get out of me. Today, it's Leanne Hello's show once again. Leanne has been doing a tremendous job hosting the show by herself over the last couple of weeks, and she will continue to do so until the end of softball season. That's right. I play softball, and I love it. Our guest for this episode is Melissa Tarr. Melissa is the founder of Embrace Rec. She's the proof in the process of how recovery from trauma is achievable. She took her own traumatic experiences of childhood physical, emotional, and sexual abuse and created a company that applies the same effective therapies that worked for her. Melissa is the ideal guest. Her personal experiences enable her to guide clients through the recovery as a mentor with empathy, education, and integrity to create safe and effective programs. So settle in for one of the best shows yet as Melissa Tarr talks with Leanne Hello on the First Day Pod. There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Day Pod. So excited to be here. Uh, We have an amazing guest with us. I can't wait to introduce her. Um, But first, I just want to thank you guys for listening as you do every week. Um, If you guys are new to the show, um, we uh, record every week live on Facebook and on YouTube at First Day Pod um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. So uh, tune in because my favorite part of our show is, other than the guests, is the conversations that come up Um, in the comment section. And so we are able to interact with you guys live. um, And that is always really, really interesting. So you never really know how this show is going to kind of transpire. So um, I also wanted to thank everybody that is part of our book club. Uh, If you guys know, we do our book club every Monday night at eight o'clock Eastern time. And we are starting a new book tomorrow. And it is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It is so good, guys. Like, we're only on the first chapter. So if you haven't um, if you haven't read it but you want to come along anyway, come in, introduce yourselves, and you guys can start. Um, you can come on the um, – email us at firstdaypod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on any of the social medias at firstdaypod. And we'll give you the link. It's on um, – on zoom really easy it's an hour everybody's super friendly and um we also don't tell dr joe but we have a free copy of the book so if you guys don't want uh to go buy one we can give you a free digital copy copy so without further ado let me introduce my wonderful guest melissa tar she is not just the founder of embrace rec she's the proof in the process of how recovery from trauma is achievable She took her own traumatic experiences of childhood, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, and created a company that applies the same effective therapies that worked for her. Her personal experiences enable her to guide her clients through the recovery as a mentor with empathy, education, and integrity to create safe and effective programs. Her background in social work, therapeutic recreation, drama, addiction, recovery, and trauma breakthrough, as well as evidence-based services, position her as a unique community leader who is ready to help you heal. So welcome, Melissa. I am so happy you are here. Thank you. Thank you for your time. We're so excited. Well, thank you for the invite. Um, I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast. So thank you for breaking me that breaking me in on this. And um, I'm probably going to look into your book club because I've never been part of one of those either. So it sounds like it's going to be something exciting and kind of in the area of what I love exploring. So yeah, very uh, interesting book that you picked, especially with me coming on today. And um, I want to talk to you about the journey I went through to really find myself. Please do how I came into owning my own company, which I never thought I would do. Um, My story, unfortunately, is very familiar. Um, Childhood trauma is a statistic that is too prevalent in our society. Mm -hmm. And so from a very young age, I experienced events that then turned me into who I am today with a lot of trials and tribulations along the way. And Oftentimes when I reflect back on those experiences, 
I'm thankful and mm. I'm appreciative because I wouldn't be here in the capacity that I'm at if I didn't embrace those specific events that happen. Yeah. So from the trauma of being sexually abused at a very young age till my teen years, the mental warfare that happened during that, the psychological damage that happened, the secrecy, the um, overall impact really affected me for many, many years. And it wasn't until actually 2019 that I really started looking at the trauma of it. Really? Um, it is, yeah. So Embrace Rec came around four years ago. And when I first decided to make a company, it was just everything kind of played in part. I did my first degree in drama. I was supposed to be a drama teacher, but life happened. I couldn't apply for teacher's college at the time. So I decided I was going to start studying social work. Really, really loved it. Um, I was working at a hospital at the time in mental health. And I'll very vividly remember I was studying for an exam for social work and I had a recreational therapist walk up to me and she said, I think you're in the wrong field. And you really shouldn't say that to somebody wow. who's in the middle of studying. <laughs> and like a squirrel, my true nature, I perked up and I was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. She's like, well, I think you should be in recreational therapy. Wow. And I had a really cool boss at the time. And she was like, hey, why don't you shadow our rec therapist? We were just opening up the mental health facility at the hospital. Why don't you shadow the rec therapist? And I fell in love with it. Did you know anything like about I knew nothing. Okay. But it really rang true because when I started really understanding and studying recreational therapy, I soon realized that I was doing rec therapy without even knowing it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was using soccer. That was my big modality. I was using sport. Now, some soccer players will use soccer for exercise, for activity, for fun, for competitiveness. I was using it to release anger. Huh. So okay. I was like yourself personally, myself not with personally. clients at this point. I'm a when I'm studying, I'm starting to get these memories of when I was a child and how I would have an experience happen of being molested. And then I would go out and I would be so angry and I would take it out on the soccer field. Wow. And I really internalized that. So flash forward and I'm in my early thirties and now I'm looking at recreational therapy and I'm realizing that I use that as a catapult for my mental health. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to work through the stuff that was happening to me. Okay. And so recreational therapy, what you're looking at is you're looking at healing yourself through stuff you're already interested in, through recreation and leisure. It's the idea of having fun in your well-being. So you take, there are areas that we look at, we do assessments, and we look at either your physical, your emotional, your cognitive, your social well-being. Some people do enjoy the spiritual well-being as well. It's an area I kind of venture away from. Okay. Um, but then I custom create programs. And so when I started studying this and starting to realize soccer was one, I also realized that singing was another. Mm. And what was that? What was I getting from doing these recreational activities was helping me mentally. Mm. But there was still something there. There was still a trauma that I couldn't see past. I could control the anger, but the embedded trauma, the self-worth, the low self-esteem, the anger towards authority, I couldn't get past that. And so I opened Embrace Rec with recreational therapy in mind, but I was still processing. I was still experiencing flashbacks. I was still having severe PTSD. And then in 2018, I went to a conference and one of my soccer friends I grew up with um, asked me if I wanted to do a workshop with her. She was teaching it. She was a facilitator. Okay. And she wanted to know if I wanted to do what's called traumatic incident reduction. Okay. And I was like, what is that? Right. 
And she's like, well, basically what you're looking at is you become a facilitator and your client in this one-on-one -on -one experience becomes a viewer. You take them through questions that have them go into memories. And it's a very hard process, but it gives really quick answers and helps you release triggers. So for me, that ongoing trigger of experiencing and reliving through PTSD, what had happened to me as a childhood, in my childhood, I was able to start viewing those memories over and over again with their guidance and breaking free from that. Oh, okay. Cool. So it was really um, interesting. And so I studied it. And I offered it as another modality. So Embrace Rec is kind of like a coin. You come for initial consultation. On one side, we can decide together if we're going to look at therapeutic rec as a modality. That could include cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, all the stuff that I'm in the middle of learning as I'm applying for my master's degree in social work. Wow. Or do we want to look more at going right through to the memory and seeing what's holding on to you. Because like memories, they, they're like chains, they trigger together, they link together. So one thing will happen and then a similar situation will happen, you'll have another response similar to that. Until we get rid of the trigger, we're gonna be caught in this cycle. Wow, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah there's different ways that I'm growing so that I can offer more to my clients. Wow. That's beautiful. Okay. So when you were doing, when you were doing that, the uh, workshop with your mm -hmm. friend, you were the facilitator. So you were asking the questions or were you kind of, were you when I did the, the workshop, there were a bunch of us okay. um, that did the workshop together and we were trained on how to do this. Okay. How to do the technique. Okay. So there's, a handful of us in Windsor that specifically use traumatic incident reduction okay. in order to help people process their traumatic experience. Okay. Um, through the workshop, I learned how to do that. Okay. And so now when somebody comes to me and they've experienced a trauma, I can help them through that experience. Would that be something? Um, oh, I'm just going to. Because I can't do two things at once. So anybody that's, okay. that's listening to the podcast right now, just through audio, sorry, but I just need to, um, Karen. Um, Hi, mom. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, oh, wonderful. Hi. Um, it's saying that it's cutting out when people comment. I don't know how to fix that. Um, so hopefully in maybe the, because um, I've never heard that before, um, but maybe in the... Um, replay hopefully that won't happen <laughs> hi um so yeah so and ed is here ed wonderful thank you oh she said she's good now okay perfect okay so i just want to make sure that i that That's was okay. covered okay so thank you karen okay awesome so this is going to be and you're going to get used to it like i asked like questions that are That's okay. they might be dumb but no okay so i if i go through if i went through like a traumatic experience as a child and I have these flashbacks, I might have a hard time wanting, yes, I want to get, I want to get over it. I want to move on from it. I want to do that. I want to come and see you and I want to get help. For me, that, that idea of going over it again and, and bringing it up and going through like the, the incident. Yeah. That sounds absolutely. scary. So it sounds people, like it's a, yeah, it sounds like it's a re-victimization. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. That's why my company is a little more unique. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes to me and they're having that hesitation mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, this is terrifying because reality mm -hmm. is some of the stuff that we experience can be very hard. Mm -hmm. I'll take them first through a, one or two sessions of real high intensity um, therapeutic rec. Let them build some trust, build a rapport with them. Because my end goal is to make them as comfortable as possible so that we can work through this really tough stuff. Yeah, and okay. it does get hard. I'm also the person that will um, go through 
And I created what's called a light system for my company. So I find it very unique. I remember being a kid and I remember having to sit there and one week at a time and there was no conversation. There was no communication between. So I created a system for Embrace Rec that's called a light system. They, anyone that is a client with me, they get my personal phone number, my company line. They can send me a text. If I get a red, all they have to do is text red. If I receive that, within two hours, I will get back to you. That means that they are in a breakdown. They need assistance right away. Now that could look like me debriefing or me helping in that current situation. Or if it's beyond the means of what I'm capable of helping, I am perfectly comfortable of reaching out to one of my community partners. Okay, I do know Lucy from BANA. Mm -hmm. I do have other social workers in my network and I am familiar with the crisis lines that we have. Beautiful. People can't be left alone, especially right now. If I get a yellow, all they text is yellow. That just means, hey, Melissa, can you call me tomorrow? There's something that has happened. It's not urgent, but I need you to help me work through this. Okay. My favorite color to get is green because green means that they have kicked butt and they are being super successful at something. And they just want to share that with me. And that's the one that I love getting because I love knowing that people are being successful. Yes, that is beautiful. And Faith here. Hello, Faith. Um, she says the light system is amazing. Knowing someone you already know and trust is there for you and a breakdown is vital and could save a life. Absolutely. That is that system. So did you did you come up with that or is that something that's kind of in the No, I came up with it. I don't know if somebody else has a similar system. Um, that is beautiful. But for me, I just I don't want my clients when they sign up to work with me, I don't want them to feel alone. Yeah. And that was where I really struggled growing up was always feeling alone. And by the time I got to my counselor the next week, I forgot what I wanted to tell them if it was something exciting. Right. 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 So this way, and it's for, if I have a client that's a younger client, they like it because sometimes they'll tell me they wrote a story or they overcame something that was hard for them. And sometimes my older clients just want to say, you know what? I really enjoyed session today. Like you made me really look at what was really behind the trauma. Mm -hmm. And the thing with trauma is trauma is so unique. I'm going to share a little story with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Last summer I was in a car accident. Okay. Okay. Um, My fiance and I were in a car accident in a little, her little classic Miata. Okay. The way we experienced that event was very unique my experience as a recreation therapist and as what I do, my shoulder was injured. I was angry. I was frustrated. The person had blown through a stop sign texting. Okay. Looking Mm -hmm. down at a text, Mm -hmm. right? There was no severe injury. My fiance was very, she suffered from PTSD more or less. She was waking up with flashbacks from the accident. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need to understand with trauma too is And when I hear people say, we're all in this together about the pandemic, we're all experiencing it, but we're all experiencing it very uniquely. Beautiful. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And so some of us have different coping mechanisms. I'm lucky that I have the therapeutic background in recreation that when I'm super stressed out, I go get my bike and I go cycling or I recently signed up for a recreation soccer league and yeah, talk about trauma. Um, I had an injury four years ago. I pulled both of my quads, terrified to get back on the field, but soccer is my passion as well as what helped me get through life. And so I've recently signed up for Bell River. I'm playing in a co-ed league and I'm training with my family and today was a great day. Uh, I found that a TENS machine is fantastic. <laughs> and I've come to the realization that I'm a lot older than I should be doing. No. I slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it. That's amazing. Congratulations. Are you going to keep it up, you think? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also very big on 
needing to be showing my clients. If you mm -hmm. want to set a goal for something, do it. And I was really hesitant at first because that immediate flashback of my injury came. Mm -hmm. But how can I preach and teach to overcome and not be an example? And so I've had to put some boundaries in that I'm not going to go like I'm 17 anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Um, Faith says you sound terrified to start on soccer again. <laughs> you can hear it trembling. You're so confident when you're talking about your clients. And then as soon as you say that, you're like, and it's going and to happen. It's going to happen. Um, but it's it's also being that role model for my kids too. Beautiful. And um, as you know, I have three kids. Mm -hmm. And and how old are they again? Uh, my oldest daughter is 15. Uh, my middle daughter is 13 and my son is 11. Wow. I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and watching them go through this pandemic and the trauma that's happening to them mm -hmm. and them not being able to have sports and them having an increase in dependency on technology and trying to modify everything. Yeah. So I really when I saw my son kind of light up about the idea of mom playing again, we did suicides yesterday. It's a training technique. Oh, we did. It, it's a horrible term yeah. for a training technique, yeah. but we did uh, different exercises and stretching and it was really fun to be able to coach him again on how to do that stuff. That's awesome. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm Feeling not it. the best shape. <laughs> I keep joking that round is a shape, but uh, I don't want to match the ball when I'm on the field. So anyone out there that wants to start uh, training with me, I'm all open. <laughs> well, you have support here. We've got a Tracy saying you can do it, Mel. And Faith is all over overcoming the fear. Yes. <laughs> and she's also saying round is a shape. So <laughs> I think she just means accept that. So, but yeah. you know what, at the end of all of this, just wait to see what's going to happen. Um, okay. So we have a couple of things. I haven't read them. So I'm just going to throw them up on yeah, the screen and we'll see. So Ed says, what support do you have for people to go through the questions? I remember going through a memory in a group session. I did not have any support after the memory. I left the group that night in such a panic. I almost attempted that evening. So now, Ed, he was on our show yesterday. I did watch his. And yeah. thank you, Ed, for being so candid and honest about your struggles. Mm -hmm. um, first off, when it comes to TIR, it's not a group setting. It is, I am facilitating, you are viewing. It's actually called a metapsychology. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to look up more information, Ed, look up TIR.org just to get an understanding of what this modality does. And I will continue to, I would continue to work through with you so that you wouldn't experience that panic. And again, to follow up, you're not left alone. You have access to that light system because the last thing I want is the things that you discussed earlier on your struggles and the attempts that you did make. I don't want to see that. I want to embrace you with all the stuff that I research and I work and that helped me overcome and get you in the direction where not only a congratulations on your weight loss, but you have all of that confidence, esteem and um, ability to continue to take these tools and be as successful as you can in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not alone. And I think I agree with you. When I was going through counseling and I had to do the group setting, I was like, you guys don't, you don't know my experience. You may have similarities. You don't know what's going on with me. I found that the TIR was one of the best um, practices that I had somebody use on me. And it's why I'm so compelled to use it in my practice. It's so inspiring. It's so wonderful. Um, thank you, Ed, for that question, because that's what I was thinking, too, is that like I'd be so like you leave and that's when things start coming up. Your light system is brilliant, Melissa. That is 
and it's it's cool that the like the hardest one is the easiest one. It's three letters. So mm-hmm. even if you're in that panic, it's just like R E D R send. That's it. Like you know. Yeah. That is fascinating because they don't even need to tell you what's going on. So- no, and that's the part of you can go and call a crisis line. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I already know your story. Mm-hmm. I are, you don't have to repeat it. Yes. Okay. I want to at that point when you're in a crisis, I don't want to take you back there. I want to be and meet you right where you are and then help you get to the next place forward. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, oh, this is so exciting. Like I had no, I, I didn't look too much into what you do because that's one of the things that I love doing mm-hmm. this podcast is I don't want to be like fully informed and then I can't ask the questions because I'll just be like, yeah, I know that. I know that. No, that's okay. So I just thought you like for some reason I just thought it was like, oh, that's fine. Like my mom was like, oh, what what is recreational therapy? And I said, oh, she goes and she plays sports with people and then is has it open that they can like talk about whatever she needs. <laughs> No. no clue. Like, and I was like, it sounds like it's like way deeper than that, but that seems to be what she does. This whole thing is so fascinating. Like the light system, first of all, I just, I'm still blown away. That's why I keep bringing it up because it's mm-hmm. so simple and yet so important. Um, so the other thing is, okay, so can you explain uh, just, I, I mean, people know what trauma, what trauma mm-hmm. is. But can you just kind of explain what trauma is, like how you interpret trauma? Okay. So a traumatic experience can be anything. And people immediately think, oh, well, it was sexual abuse or it was somebody who experienced um, a divorce or a veteran coming back. It could be a car accident. It could be just something that your mind didn't process And all of a sudden you started forming these ideas about that experience, but you weren't forming it in a positive way. So then you started like the easiest way I can explain it it, when it comes to childhood trauma is something happens. And then we start growing into that idea of what happened in that process, especially when you're looking at perhaps addiction or eating disorders When we're trying to unravel that person, we need to go back to that first experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. So trying to treat addiction is a little more challenging. And Dr. Gabor Mate is somebody I follow um, quite, quite often. I love his podcasts. I love listening to him. I read his books and he talks about inner child trauma and addiction. And it was really interesting about, a month and a half ago, I was like, oh, I want to just finish my internship for TIR. And I came across this article about the link between TIR and addiction. Okay. And so then it's the triangle because it's TIR can help addiction, but you can't help addiction until you find the trauma. Mm -hmm. And so all this time and in the center of that, I can throw in a high intensity recreational therapy to skill build. So you've carried this trauma for so long that has compromised your idea of yourself. Well, what about if we get you mastery in an activity that you enjoy? And you said sport, but it could be arts and crafts. It could be board games. It could be a nature walk. It could be high intensity adventure therapy. Now, I won't jump out of a plane. I have had clients ask, But it is on there of there are certain activities, rock climbing. I used to take clients to the rock gym. I used to take clients to border city boxing and teaching them how to facilitate their anger through boxing, not as a means of self-defense and to cause harm, but as to when you have so much angst and anger in yourself Mm -hmm. from something of an experience that has happened to you, physically using your body to release that, but in a controlled environment is immensely positive. Fascinating. So I teach people how to play again too. And it's really funny. I've had two clients in the past coin me as Mary Poppins (laughs) and they're like, 
you're like super fun, but really mean. And I'm like, I'm not mean, Mm -hmm. but I have expectations. And if you're going to come on board and work with me, I do everything with you. So I expect you to do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Don't do it because somebody wanted you to do it. Mm -hmm. Show up for yourself and be accountable for yourself. Beautiful. Because that's what we really need to start pushing our kids, especially. We put all these pressures and expectations on them, but they're not going to show up unless they want to do it for themselves. And they need us to be that support for them and save them space. And especially as we go through this pandemic, that's something else that I really push is the idea of giving people space and then offering grace to both you and them. So meeting them where they're at, giving them that space. If they're having a hard day, let your kids have a hard day. Hmm. Let them know it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be struggling. Teach them through modeling that they need to forgive themselves and then understand for yourself as well. You have the place to give yourself grace that you're not perfect, that you don't have to have all the answers. Yes. Yes. So especially during this pandemic, everyone is struggling Mm -hmm. financially. Suicide rates are going up. Mm -hmm. Um, Families are breaking apart. I was blessed. Um, As you know, I had a, previous life Mm -hmm. i i married my high school sweetheart we had three beautiful kids we didn't have what i needed Mm -hmm. and during my process of growing i wanted to check from all of my childhood being confused and contorted i wanted to check all the boxes and have the family and all that but there was something still in me that wasn't fulfilled Mm -hmm. It just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter what he did. He's a good person. It didn't matter what he did. I was still struggling. And I needed to be an example. I need to be an example for my family and for my kids that you deserve happiness too. And so I left and I did meet somebody else. And she is an amazing person. She is the love of my life. And I am happily engaged to her now. And no, we don't have a date set. I've been asked by several people to <laughs> speak. It's the next question. <laughs> but um, I do. And I do have a great life. Um, and kudos to my former husband. We are still excellent friends. Oh, beautiful. And we figured out a way to amicably dissolve a very long relationship. How long were you guys together? 21 years, 15 together. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's with his new person and she's awesome. Nice. And now we get to take this new direction and really work together as a team, um, co-parenting and trying to get our kids through this um, as healthy as possible. That is so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Oh my gosh. And I, I'm so excited for you. I remember we talked about it and we had talked about the engagement and I like, I'm always like forward thinking. I'm always like, mm-hmm. Oh, everything is going to be amazing. So I literally, apparently I already pictured your wedding. Cause then I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, your wife. And I was like, Oh shoot. No, you're just engaged. You have not gotten married yet. That was all yeah. in my head. <laughs> Yeah. But I am so, so happy for you. And how are the kids doing with it? You know, um, everything had to be relearned. And Mm -hmm. we, again, um, giving space and grace. And it wasn't about their story. It was their experience of it. So trying to embrace my new relationship, my new orientation, with pride as well and with being very free and being authentically me now and then letting them take their time to understand. Um, My fiance has two children as well. And so they are a little bit older and we had to give them the time that they needed. Um, I'm very blessed. I'm very close now with my whole family. Um, And yeah, I think the most, uh, 
challenging part is the dogs are on a custody schedule um, <laughs> algorithm that we can't seem to keep together. <laughs> oh, and, you know, five kids, five dogs, it oh, gets, yeah. yeah, it gets a little yeah. challenging, but it's fun. And I hope that I'm be taking all the measures to make sure that their well-being is in check. Sounds like you so, are. It sounds try. like you are. And that advice in and of itself is just giving grace to the kids, grace to you, grace to your ex-husband, grace to – that is such was a big – He's thing. a husband. He's not an ex. He's a husband. He was my oh, husband. Oh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. His new BFF coined it. Um, so I'm not going to take the credit for it, but I love that. Okay. I don't want to call him my ex, especially yes. to my kids. It has a negative. Yeah. Um, right. So he's my husband. He's fun. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Okay. So, um, oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So anyway, giving grace to your husband. Oh my God. That even sounds easy to say. <laughs> cause when I said it, I, you saw that I, like I, I jerked mm. a little bit cause I was mm. like, Oh, I don't want to call it. Cause he's like, the dad. So, yeah. um, that is so cool. Anyway, so that is just beautiful advice for all of us through this pandemic and every day just giving grace is huge. Um, I just want to go through like a couple of the things here because so normally when Mike is on, it'll be both of us on here and mm -hmm. Mike takes care of this because he can do two things at once for me, instead of it being seamless and really like smooth, Mine is, okay, so now let's go to comment time. <laughs> no worries. By so, the way, I love your hair. I just have to say that. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, it's pandemic hair. So my girl <laughs> oh, was no, in- I love the blonde. <laughs> yeah, my girl was in Michigan. So it was like 17 months. I didn't mm. go and see her. And then I was like, fine, I have to find somebody. So I finally did it. And this is what happened. So thank you. Um, so, okay. So Faze says, what a beautiful example to show your kids that when parents split, it can be amicable and pleasant. Yes, amen. Um, okay. Yes. Karen loves the husband. Okay. So now we've got a couple up here. So Tracy, I missed this one. So Tracy says big or small, we all handle situations differently. We need to have the tools to help us through it. Yes. I think that was mm -hmm. a while ago when you were talking about the pandemic and all of us being together in this, but dealing with it separately. Absolutely. Okay. And then, um, Faith says that the light system is what draws me in the most to your type of practice. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I've never heard of it before. That's just brilliant. And I'm hoping anybody like you don't care that maybe they'll take it, but I feel like anybody that's working with anybody or I almost want to adopt that just for like friends mm -hmm. because yeah. you don't, you know, people feel like they need somebody to talk to. I think this is amazing that they have somebody, a professional that actually gives their personal line and can within two hours. That's incredible, Melissa. Okay. So Holly says such a relatable and encompassing definition of trauma. Thank you for elucidating it so clearly, Melissa. Yeah, she, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I asked actually, because that's what happens is when you hear trauma, you think of you think of just these major things and then people don't think that they went through trauma if they didn't go through these like the big three or the big whatever. Oh. Um, and then there's shame around it because it's like, well, why, why is it still affecting me? I mean, other people went through so much more, but you're right. That's not well, what it and is that's the all. thing is it's not on a scale of who did, who had more trauma. Right. It, that's why it's so unique and individual is yeah. because like the car accident, same in situation, yeah. but we experienced it very differently. Yeah. Great example. Great example. Um, Faith also says with the multiple modalities you are offering, it makes you very unique, but also so flexible and adaptable to each individual. Yeah. That's what I'm getting faith. Like that sounds, it sounds so cool. Cause I thought that it was just like, just wreck therapy, like just that's what's going to happen. But you have so much when you were talking about the cognitive behavioral therapy, all this kind of stuff that you can bring in. Um, and the fact that you're building trust as opposed to just being, I trust you because you're the professional where most people don't trust you because you're the professional. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like you don't have that bond. Well, I'm a forever student. I'm mm -hmm. that person that is going to keep going back, keep learning more. Like when COVID hit and embrace took um, a hit. Mm -hmm. I decided, okay, I need to do something else in the interim. So mm -hmm. let's become a CPR instructor. 
So I became a CPR instructor. I wrote two more books. Awesome. <laughs> so again, and they have a therapeutic nature to them. So I will. Are they children's books as well? They are. And I'm working on a novel. Um, nice. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. So, oh okay. and then I, I just keep finding it. Like it's, it's really funny. It's like the things that you resist the most. So I remember being in high school and somebody saying, you should really go into English. You should, you should write. And I was like, I, no, I'm never going to write. <laughs> and then I remember being that child and be like, I'd never want to be a counselor. I never want to go into therapies. Like this is bogus. Oh, wow. And now my life, like completely, I'm a big geek. Like I bought the DSM five just for giggles to read it. Oh wow! Okay. I, um, I, my Amazon account is mostly books. I love it and um, mental health books. And I'm studying addictions now through Laurier. I'm studying to get into my master's at Windsor. I'm looking at getting my certification in cognitive behavioral therapy now as well. Amazing! And just keep going and. Um, which I am mindful. And some people may say that's a trauma response. That oh, okay. 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 I've worked through it though. Okay. And now for me, it's empowerment. It's the more that I can bring and develop for Embrace Rec, mm -hmm. the more I can specifically take each client on an individual basis, custom create their programs to what their needs are. Because Mary's needs are going to be very different than Joe's needs. Yes. Yeah. And some may want TIR that may really ignite them and be like, okay, those memories, I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. Some might not be at that stage where they're ready. And they're like, Hey, maybe I can go kayaking for an afternoon and we can really start talking about this stuff. Yes. Or maybe I want to play a board game. I really love games, but I grew up where everyone just expected the kids to play sports and we did this hurting but that wasn't their interest level. So I'll do an assessment to find out exactly what their interest level is. What do we want to do and go from there? There are several different assessments I can do from the therapeutic um, way of providing services in my company. Oh my gosh, so, I love it. I'm just, as, I'm for, as for just backtrack, I did say about the books. Yes. Um, you know that I wrote my first book. It is out now. Yes. And it's called The Brave Little Brown Bear. And it's about um, a bear cub having his journey through his first night alone and a storm comes in. And it's about helping kids overcome fear. The it. second book um, is called The Magic of the Forget-Me-Nots and mm. it takes place in a hospital. And in that story, again, I try to aim towards things that may cause angst in a child. Um, I talk about a dementia patient. I talk about a child having an injury and a newborn being brought into the world and what different children could experience. Um, mm -hmm. The third book, which will turn into a series, um, it will be called The Beastie Brothers. One book is done and it's about my dog Caesar meeting his Beastie Brothers, the four West Highland white terriers that he now lives with. And it's about a blended family from the perspective of the dog. I and um, each dog, once I get back to that writing, will have their own headline. So they will each get a story in their honor. One will be about a dog being sick, jealousy, bullying, and uh, bullying, being sick. There's four other ones. I yeah. forget what they are. Yeah. And as for the novel, I started it a few years ago and it popped back up and it's about a female military vet that comes home with PTSD and uh, there's some different things, but that could be in the works for a long time. I just okay. kind of play with that here and there. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. I can't, I'm so impressed with you. It's unbelievable. And all of this has transpired in like, what's the time frame? Like, Four the first years? book, mm -hmm. the, fir the very first book happened about six years ago. Already? Um, the first one. Yeah. Oh. Um, it came out in 2018, but I wrote it um, prior mm -hmm. and just kind of left it. And it was because my son um, was, was terrified. He was, 
he had his cousin babysit him one night and his cousin told him there were monsters under the bed. And so Thanks, he created cousin. a fear. It traumatized him, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And for two years straight, he would tuck into our room, terrified. So I wrote this little story to help him. And my husband at the time was like, you should, you should get this published. And mm -hmm. so I did, and it's had some great successes. And, uh, and then when my late, my life transitions and my beautiful partner encouraged me to continue writing. And so then the Beastie Brothers has come in now and looking forward to writing the next installments. I love it. I love it. I love it. And not to put your daughter on the spot, but is she doing the illustrations for it? <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. She's an incredible artist. Yeah. Uh, both of them, actually. My uh, mm. my middle daughter is quite the uh, artist as well. She has a different technique. She's more into the anime and the, oh, cool. the different type of artistry. I've asked. I can only push. <laughs> so much they're still kids right yeah so yeah um i can hold out a little longer um hopefully someday we will collaborate together okay i'll keep so, my fingers crossed yeah <laughs> awesome oh my gosh and then okay so let's let's do this just real quick so holly says this okay so this is when we were talking about the different things that you were doing with your clients martial arts as an adaptive coding coping strategy and healing mechanism mm -hmm. all the way awesome uh, Ed has a question. He wants to know, would rec therapy help someone whose anger is directed inward? I would do um, not only rec therapy, but probably cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a new area that I'm studying right now. And um, yeah, there are, there are different ways. Um, again, I share a lot um, of my personal experiences because I want to connect with people and know that I was a very angry person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know what that's like to hurt. So right now I am very proud to say that, um, I'm not that person anymore. And I went through a lot, not just that, but losing my best friend. Um, she died when she was 36, when I was 36 and she was 38, she had a heart attack. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, very traumatic experience that led me into a depression. Wow. And I was on a heavy dose of medication for depression for several years. And I'm very happy that I am, I have no, I don't have a stigma against medication, but for me, I had really bad side effects mm -hmm. and uh, I don't use anything now. In fact, um, my fiance is very much into oils and has introduced mm -hmm. me to a very holistic way of care for myself. So um, even for my nerves today of coming on to my very first podcast, she's oiling me up and she's putting <laughs> um, some really potent oils on that really helped me. And Beautiful. so to go from somebody who really had to use uh, medication to regulate my mood to now being two years without using medication and in an incredible space is huge. That is beautiful. Yeah, we're the same way. We're not against anything. Yeah. If you you need medicine yeah, to absolutely. heal, absolutely. But it is nice and encouraging to know that there's other options out there and that there is there is the ability to go to the the other side from trauma that it doesn't have to follow you for the rest of it. it's not no. a life sentence. That is so beautiful. Um, and then Faith has a really good question, which I was going to ask. Um, are you accepting new patients right now or do you have a wait list? How does that work? If somebody's listening right now and is like, oh my gosh, I've needed somebody, but I haven't known and I'm just so connecting. How do, are they able to connect with you? Are you taking Absolutely. On? So what's really exciting is I finally broke down because I had so my hand in so many different pots, I finally broke down and had my website rebuilt by a company in Toronto. Wow. And yeah, so I have a brand new website, which actually has a link that people can go book appointments right there, pay for the session right there. And the cool thing about my job is I'm not looking to keep clients forever. My mm -hmm. goal is let's get you to a healthy place and move you on. Thank you. So I just recently had 
some spaces open up. So I am accepting new clients right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping to get um, a lot more children, to be honest, um, teenagers, especially um, as we're going in, coming out of this pandemic or wherever we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is kids are suffering more and more. And we keep saying they're resilient. It's okay. But they're not as resilient as we think, or they wouldn't be coming to my office when they're in their 40s. Right. Good point. Dear Lord, okay. good point. And as I want to be there to prepare kids that are going into, again, another year of uncertainty, another year of wearing masks, of being socially distanced from their friends, our responsibility as parents, as the adults in their life, as coaches, as the teachers, which I highly love all of my teacher friends, is let's prepare in advance for them so that they can have a successful year this year. Because the anxiety and depression in our youth is so high that it's just, it hurts to see the stats. I checked the stats on the Canadian Mental Health Association website. I did again today. I could give stats, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. They're painful to see. They're mm-hmm. painful to see what we're all going through this. But mm-hmm. the difference is with the way we can regulate our emotions is that maturation plays a part in that. How old we are, where our brain development is. Mm-hmm. Kids, let's let's be honest, kids have hormones. Right. Kids have fears. Kids mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate properly. So I do sessions where sometimes I'm just te- teaching families how to have proper communication skills. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Because it does come from a whole system too. When you're working with a child, what are they developing in the hierarchy? Where is their place? Mm-hmm. And I'm re- it's really important that we identify if there are triggers in the other areas of the family that this kid is feeding off of too. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I have had where I work with more than one person in a family. Okay. So yes, the broad answer is yes. I am very excited that I'm, <laughs> I'm taking new clients, but I'm very passionate about helping kids, especially yeah, because I know I don't want to be that. I don't want kids to ever be feeling the way I felt. Yes. Yeah. And going through it for so long, you said something right at the very beginning of the show, when you were talking about what you went through, Mm -hmm. you said the secrecy. And for some reason, call me, I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. for some reason, that really jumped out at me as something that I never really I mean, you, you get it. But I never really thought about how that would end up like translating into the whole rest of your adulthood. Well, yeah, uh, it became where I didn't want to tell people. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell people about who I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it came to my sexual identity, I didn't yeah. want to tell people who that was. Yeah. There was that shame of secrecy. And that was planted in a very young child and how I couldn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. So for a very long time, I struggled with that. And wow. it wasn't until I was so blessed that this friend invited me to this workshop that it really put me in a new direction. And it's like, I just keep adding because now how many can I help? I just want to be somebody that can make a stand in an advocacy for kids or people that are stuck in a trauma. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's so, so amazing. And the fact that you're willing to talk to families, um, Mike has talked about that with me a lot about how really having that family counseling kind of thing really needs to happen and really needs to happen. In my opinion, it should be happening anyway. Like it should just Mm -hmm. be one of those things that it's like, you just add that even if it's a yearly thing that it's just like, oh, you have to go and get your physical. Oh, and then you also have to go for like your family counseling session, your family trauma, your counseling session. Like when I think of it, um, my experience of trauma was the physical and mental warfare that I went through. Mm-hmm. But what was the impact on my mom or on right. my family members? Um, right. I know that my stepdad struggled hugely his trauma turned into more trauma okay so families that have traumatic experiences happening you look at covid right now 
people that can't grieve properly, families that have really been impacted financially. There's trauma there. Yes. We don't have an escape plan yet. So rather than create an escape plan, let's just dig deep. Let's get out there, help as many as we can, get them fully built up with a toolkit that can, even if it's a light system, if they go into that school, a lot of kids are equipped with phones and they're like, this is not working today. I'm mentally not here. And they send me a red, okay, go to your counselor at the school. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to come to your aid, but I'll encourage you to to get the help that you need Yes, or we'll do it together because nobody has to be alone. That's beautiful. And that's such, I love, I love the fact you said that at the beginning too, or somewhere during this beautiful conversation, when you were saying, if I'm not equipped to be able to handle whatever the situation is, when that red comes in, that you want to be able to connect with your partners in this, Mm -hmm. that's huge because that's the other scary thing is that some people are, you're worried about finding the right person because Mm. you feel like you're going to be locked in married to that therapist. Like I Mm -hmm. need to find the right person. And then you feel like you can't go elsewhere or you don't know if what you, what you offer is going to help. But if you are able to see that, that like, no, you know what? I think that you probably need something that is like, like Banna, Mm -hmm. like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's more, you know, their specialty, go and see them there or go. That's beautiful. Cause then your ego's not in this. You just want to help these children. And that's why I'm so thankful to have the connections in the community that I have. And because sometimes too, I may come across a client that has me triggered as much Mm -hmm. as I work through triggers. If I can't help somebody or I'm just at a roadblock. Mm-hmm. I can reach out to my partners too, because that's the other part of this puzzle piece is looking at the frontline workers and looking at the people that the other social workers and the other people that maybe need to learn to play again too and not have the heaviness of everything that's going on. Yes. Wow. Oh, Melissa, this has been Fabulous. Um, Okay. Let me go through just a few more uh, before we start wrapping up. This has been absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Faith says um, the back to school season this year is going to be very difficult and I can't help but wonder what these kids will be prepared, prepared for mentally. Yeah. And that's like, that's amazing. So if you do have children, um, reach out to Melissa and even just maybe talk to her and see if, if it would be a good match, because I feel like how good would the parents feel knowing that they have you available for anything that's going to come up instead of having something come up and then have to deal with it. That's beautiful. Um, Faith says, yes, Leanne, why is our government not investing more in our mental health services? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, we could talk about that for years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that it's coming. I'm hoping that maybe that's part of what this pandemic was all about is maybe showing um, how it's affecting our mental health and maybe that will start changing. But again, that's a conversation for another day. Um, Ed says, we are as sick as our secrets. I remember it was the hardest thing I ever had done. Trusting a person with my biggest secret. That is where my healing first began. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, Ed, I I just want you to know that your podcast today was really inspirational. And I really want you, I know I I don't even see you, but keep on your journey. It gets easier. That's so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. He's well, Melissa, if you join our book club, he's in our book club too. So you'll be able to meet him. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Tracy says, I'd like to see more resources in our communities easily accessible for people. Sometimes people don't know where to go. Absolutely. And you know what? That's one of, that's one of the things that were, I was talking to Melissa before the show and I was just saying like, this is a really good podcast. Like I am really proud of what we're doing. We're not great with the marketing, so we don't get it out to enough people. We need to start doing it because these are the conversations that need to be coming up because I, I mean, I was blessed enough to know Melissa prior to the podcast, but 
had I not, I wouldn't have known recreational therapy was. I just, whenever I hear therapy, I hear sitting on a couch, crying, Mm -hmm. and then leaving, and then feeling still, you know, no better. Um, Or working through the stuff and doing the things. Like, not knowing that all of these things are out there is phenomenal. Well, and I think for people that are struggling as well, that stigma of Mm -hmm. looking for resources. Right. Right. And with rec therapy and with embrace rec, we're just, we want to come to you. I don't have an office space. I come right to you. I can be, if it's recreational therapy, I could be meeting you at a local partner. If it's TIR or we're doing trauma, I could be coming right into your living room because I want you comfortable. So that is a big thing that makes us unique. And we're going to be building more. We're going to be reaching out more. You will be seeing more of my marketing. I'm trying. <laughs> the Yay. struggle is real. Yes. Um, but Please do. Getting mm-hmm. people to understand um, that there, there are other resources. And like I said, again, if I'm not a fit, that's okay. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I mm-hmm. get it. But I'll put you to somebody else. Yeah. Because if you need that help, we need, as the people in the community that are trained in these modalities, we need to come together for the greater good of everyone else. Yes. Yes. Well, well said. Um, and for any of you guys that are watching this, check the comments because I did put um, Melissa's website in there so you can check that out as well. Um, Holly here says, it sounds like Melissa's approach is very centered on trust, accompaniment, and empowerment inspiring as a frontline worker. A lot of what you're saying is resonating. Well, thank you, Holly, for saying that. Absolutely. Um, Tracy says, Ed, secrets have been things we talk about in our home. Nothing is a secret and always talking is the first step. Tracy, that's amazing. But I I don't feel like that's, I don't feel like that's the norm. There's other variables that play into that. And Mm -hmm. again, another time we could talk about addictions. That's what I'm also studying because at the other end of the pandemic, we're going to see an increase in these types of things, including dependency on technology for our kids. So um, we don't have the resources or the abilities as much. We've been really crunched into a tight space during this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well, we will have you back uh, if you will come back. So, and I hope that you enjoyed your first podcast. I I can't believe it was your first. You did so amazing. Like I felt like I was jumbled through it because I'm like, Oh, she's just so cool. And like knows everything. (laughs) It was fantastic. Um, and okay. So yeah, I'm going to, and I'm also going to link, um, when we have this up here, I will also link her website. Um, so you you can see this, um, and where are you at? You're on Facebook and you're on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Um, apparently, I have a Twitter account. One of my kids set it up for me, but I don't know how to use it. So don't like find me you. on Twitter yet. <laughs> I will learn. I'm you on LinkedIn like as well. Okay, so great. I have different uh, uh, social medias to really try to get out there. So. Thank you so much for having me and for asking me to come on. I love your podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm joining your book club. Yes, I will send you the link. Okay. And thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was just better than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be pretty good. I feel like I said that about Ed too. Like I'm just so impressed um, how vulnerable and how open we actually, it's funny because I, I give like um, a little something before where I just ask questions. And one of the questions is, um, is there anything off limits? And both of you were like, nope, go ahead. Ask me anything. And I think that's what makes this so amazing. So thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being honest. And thank you for, for doing this and for sharing and for, and doing it with the children. Like, I think that is so amazing. So any of you that are listening, um, if you think that your family needs this great, if you know of somebody, please just share it. Um, and we can all use, we can all use this. This is so wonderful. So thank you, Melissa, um, for any of you that are just listening to it uh, and hopping on now. Um, this is first day pod. 
Um, actually, we started the the name of the podcast was because it was the first day of the rest of our lives because tomorrow it always starts. And today's August 1st. So I am super excited that we're starting a new month with this amazing episode. Um, I am going to do better at pushing this all out because I want everybody to know about what you are doing. And um, again, if you guys want to join our book club, it is Monday nights at eight o'clock Eastern. We do it on Zoom. Um, you do have to DM me or email us at for, um, so firstdaypod at gmail.com because we want to make sure that it's um, anybody is able to come, but I don't want people that are just going to hop on and harass people, which I've heard happens on Zoom. So I make this a private link. Um, so that's the only reason why you have to DM us. We're not going to add you into any other kind of, um, you know, mailings or anything. You'll just get the link for that. So I hope to see you guys there. Melissa, I can't wait to see you tomorrow at book club. And thank you to everybody that was in here. You guys were amazing. The comments were fantastic. The questions were even better. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And take care, you guys. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.